one of my financial resolutions would be to accept financial change in my life. Uh And instead of beating myself up about it, saying like, okay, this is what's happening now. How do I manage this? How do I contend with this and move forward? If your financial resolutions for 2022 are the first time you're making financial resolutions at all, or the first time you're getting into the stock market, or the first time you're looking at your finances, that's all fine. It's not about changing you because you've done it all wrong in the past. You're still an investor. You're always an investor. That's part of who you are now. We are four friends all at different places in our financial and personal lives looking to pull back the curtain on the seemingly mysterious, often testosterone-driven world of stock investing. And if four women without business degrees can figure out the market as a side hustle, well, so can you. Join us as we learn the basics, buy, sell, scratch our heads, hold our breath, commiserate, and celebrate, hopefully more of the latter. We aren't experts, so please note that this podcast is for general information purposes only. Yeah, anything resembling financial advice is purely coincidental. That said, we are hoping to make a little or a lot of money doing this. And if money is power, well, we want some of that too. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Women Take Stock Season 2. Welcome back, everybody. Hi, JJ. Hi, Dana. Uh, It's (laughs) so good to see you again after our little break. From season one, was after an amazing first season, we're so excited to be back, and we are really excited to kick off with a 2022 forecast show. Uh, yeah, yeah, not really forecast. I guess it's more about goals. We're, oh, be- we're not looking into our crystal balls. I wish exactly what the stock market's going to do and make everyone millionaires, including ourselves. That's the next episode, so be sure and tune in. <laughs> I will. It's noted on my calendar. Uh, what we're what we're actually going to talk about today is our what are we going to talk about today? <laughs> our goals. Our, our goals. The new year, new you framework. It always kicks off a lot of resolutions and a lot of things we want to do. Okay, let's name five of those resolutions right now that the media is always telling us as women that we need to resolve or resolute one lose weight Two, find a husband or a boyfriend <laughs> three get more sleep clean out your closet five i would say get a new look you know yeah. cut your hair completely change your appearance yes. <laughs> don't buy so many starbucks so you can save money to invest to invest yes yes okay. Every single woman I know, and a lot of men too, you do start off the year saying, yeah, I'm really going to get in shape and I'm really going to eat better. And I'm really going to do these things. I wish at age 22 and 25 and 30, I would have been saying, what are my financial goals other than earn more money and maybe pay off some credit cards or buy something? So it's exciting to recast that, isn't it? To be- a positive financial goal. And what we're going to do different here on Women Take Stock, we're going to acknowledge that this year may not be just another step up on the trajectory to infinity. (laughs) Infinity meaning infinity dollars. Infinity infinity dollars. (laughs) Infinity dollars in your bank account. (laughs) I, I think that's a great point. And I think just the idea that we're sold this thinking 
from when we're younger, well, it's just, it's always going to get better. You're always in the future. You're going to have more money. You're going to have more wealth. You're going to be happier. You're going to have more things. You're going to be more secure. And that isn't necessarily always the case. And not only does it hurt when that happens and it's a painful place to be, but you're that you haven't met those expectations that society has set for you also makes it even more painful. So you've got this like shame element to it, this embarrassment element, but you also have the fact of what's actually happening, that you're not in the most comfortable financial place, perhaps. And how do we as women get through that comfortably? How do we just accept that, that that's what's happening and be solution-oriented versus, oh man, how do I cover this up so people don't really know that I'm totally fucked right now? Um, <laughs> I'm totally beeped right now. Totally beeped right now. <laughs> That's okay. We are all grownups here. When earlier you were saying, oh, there's an underlying theme of new year, new you. That's all about be younger. And the one place you don't want that to happen is with your finances. So it's like, <laughs> oh, this is what I was earning 10 years ago. Or, oh, I used to have this much credit card debt, but then I got rid of it and now I have it again. Now I have it again. Yeah. It's so I actually recently sat down and, and I was, I used this particular kind of spreadsheet that I, I created, you know, I don't know, in Excel like 25 years ago. And it has the same, like, you know, input, output, my expenses. I have this other page with like what my earnings should be gross and net. And I was looking at this stupid spreadsheet and I'm thinking like, holy crap, I use this spreadsheet 20 years ago. And I flicked back to, you know, many years ago. And I thought, I don't like that. It doesn't look that different. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, there were times it looked a lot different, but it looks a little bit too much like when I was 30. And I really don't like that. And it makes me really uncomfortable. And I think more about the anxiety of that versus like the reality of that. Like, okay, just accept it. That's what's happening right now. For whatever reasons that's happening, let's maybe think about those reasons, but don't be so stressed out about the fact that it's happening. Figure out how to solve it and get past it versus feel bad about it, right? And I think too, because that's happened to me and my 2022 financial goals are going to be changing as a result of that. It does feel shameful and I feel infantilized. Like, Mm. oh, I'm back at that place where if friends say, hey, let's get together, I'm like, uh, how about for coffee at my place? You know, (laughs) you bring the coffee, (laughs) you bring the coffee and I'll supply the mugs. (laughs) Although this one's, yeah, Yeah. that's not a great feeling. Right. And then how do you, that shame on top of it, where I feel like it, it, can be counterproductive to actually getting your act together. And sometimes Mm -hmm. it's not just, oh, I've gone through a dip. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of listeners will have this, you know, it's like you lose a job or if you have a partner, your partner loses a job or you move. You lose a partner. (laughs) You lose a partner. Um, Things shift around. Something happens with your child. Anything like that that can affect your income or your just trajectory in terms of your finances. So those things happen. I've had some ruptures over the past few years in my finances. Yeah. And I've gotten past the point where my knee-jerk response is, how am I going to get back to where I was? Mm. It can be quite negative because it's like, I'm trying to hang on to something instead of focusing on, okay, what's the situation? Mm -hmm. What can I do about it right now? What can I do about it 
in the future. You have to absorb that into your whole financial worldview. And figure out your plan forever with that in mind, which I think is hard to do. It's hard to make that adjustment, right? Because planning for the future seemed, when I was a younger adult, it seemed like how to protect yourself from bad things happening financially. And, and no one wants to think about that. My sense of saving was about saving money to get out of a jam or to protect yourself when you're older or when something really bad happens, as opposed to like life happens. Here's, here's what's going to happen. You know, you're going to get older, shit's yeah. going to go down and you're going to have to deal with things. And it doesn't seem like this commonly accepted life trajectory. Like this is, these things could happen or they will happen. We get older, our bodies start to break down or our car breaks down or things do happen. Mm. And there's this idea of like, you can do something to stop that from happening. So then if it does happen, it's on you and you screwed up. And it's like this, like you always have control. And if something goes off the rails, it's really your fault. So you really need to like clean that up and clean it up quick. And it's this idea of like making a mistake. This It's almost like an accusation, like you messed up. We don't generally talk that much about personal finance on women take stock. That's not really our main focus, but it's such an important part of the day-to-day with your finances. Because as you say, instead of thinking about unexpected financial events, just to be quite broad, but you know, (laughs) whether that's I need a new tire or I broke my leg or I lost my job or whatever, that when these bad things happen, we tend to think of it as an anomaly Rather than, yeah, that's going to be like regular life for the rest of your life. That word is perfect anomaly. That's exactly the way I think it's framed. And that anomaly, then the talk around that is how to get out of it really quick to get back to normal, get back to zero, get back to zero plus. And instead of take a deep breath, this is where you are right now. Obviously, if you're in an emergency situation and you're homeless or it's an extreme situation, that's scary and painful and you act accordingly. But I think for a lot of women, especially women on their own, there's this idea of how do I how do I just make the perception that everything's fine? And how do I make everything fine so I don't have to deal with this like emotional crash that's that's going to occur? Um, yeah. Well, and Dana, you, Tula, me, JJ, we are on our own in that we are the only breadwinners in our households. Exactly. Which can be empowering, but extremely intimidating. So segging on from that, I think about 2021 financial goals. So for me in this context, I think 2021 was a pretty good year for me investing, considering it was really my first full-on active investing looking at companies, investing in companies that I researched. Sometimes I think I've only lost money on two stock buys. And one one was only like five shares. So that was okay. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That was fine. I could absorb that. Blanket all of this with COVID. (laughs) Yeah, it's COVID. Exactly. So overall, I think 2021, my financial goals starting out, I had this little bit of money and it's like, I, I can play with this. And as we talked about before, it's always so important. Anything you invest, you can afford to lose. Mm-hmm. Well, going to 2022, that nest egg is a <laughs> lot smaller. Sadly. <laughs> now, and that's not because of investing choices that you made. That's because of life because happening. Of, correct. Yeah, yeah right. exactly. 
Exactly. Right. And so that's a great question. Like, what do people do? You know, what, what do you change when the, when your life circumstances change? Um, and how does that affect your investing moving forward? Does it mm-hmm. affect your investing? Is this now, is that money that you could lose money you can't lose? So you take it out of the market or what is your thinking on that? Well, for me, I mean, I cashed out of my crypto, both, both my Bitcoin and my Ethereum because I needed that money to cover expenses. One was buying a new tire. Another, my dependable car, suddenly the starter motor went. I talked to a couple of people in my family who know more about cars and they said, you have to take it in. You don't know everything about cars? No, no. That's that's 2023's resolution. (laughs) But, But they all did that thing where they said... Ooh, sounds like the starter motor. It's like, oh, I don't like that sound. (laughs) And then I took it to the mechanic and he said the same thing. Ooh, that's going to be about 500. It was like, oh, Oh, great. I wasn't expecting that. Um, Um, Yeah. So so for me, some of that money, it's, this feels sad to say, I feel a little embarrassed. I feel about like what you were just describing. Some of that money is out of the market for now. Uh I've had to use it. And that it made me feel quite sad at the time when suddenly I realized, oh, I don't have any more crypto right now. I'm going to match you on that. I'm totally parallel your situation. I had the same thing happen for different reasons. I changed jobs and I relocated for a new job and then relocated back after that job didn't work out. All, all of this in 2021. And it ate up all of my investing, mostly in crypto. And I felt really disempowered. And I also felt like you're saying, I felt sad that I didn't, I was looking at the market totally differently than I was, uh, you know, a year before. And it was really disheartening. And so this question of, okay, do I just absorb this and accept it? Do I feel ashamed? Do I like scramble to try to figure out a new solution? And I think it's hard to just sometimes sit still and be like, okay, what am I going to do with this now? Mm. Yeah. Um, And I, I think that what we have to do is we have to think about our investing as part of this continuum of our financial life. And at times, I mean, things like your retirement accounts, of course, those tend to be things that we contribute to little by little over time. So we don't touch those. When we started Women Take Stock and I had this money, I thought this will be my little investing pot and I'll have some losses, but mostly wins. And Mm -hmm. that pot will just keep growing and growing over time. Right, your expectation was this, uh, increasing trajectory, right? Yeah. Yeah. To infinity money. Right. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And actually that amount has gone down, not because of investing losses, but because of life. Life. Yeah. And so now, so here though, is a question, like, do you throw everything up in the air or you as JJ or you or us as women and say, Oh, forget it. And just walk away or just accept this as one of those downward moments, one of those dips in life. And don't run away from investing. Maybe take, maybe make a plan of what takes some money out of your investment. Or even if you have to take it all out, don't don't trash your investing mode because it's just not working right now for other reasons. Don't think, oh no, I can't do that anymore. Just it's maybe a little smaller. Maybe it's maybe it's at zero, but it's still going to be there. It's a great point where you're still in investment mode even if mm. you're having to take a hiatus on actually putting your money into this or moving it around or whatever. So my mindset now is, 
okay, I don't have money right now to be actively investing or a lot of money. I have a little bit still in the market, but I'm still an investor and I'm Mm -hmm. still reading and I'm still learning. And that's still one of the most powerful ways we can increase our money. We can be active participants in the market and the the money world. I totally agree with you. Yeah. And also, actually, it's made me reevaluate too. I've looked at my budget and thought investing is a really important part of what I'm doing. And okay, well, how can I move a little money from elsewhere in my budget over to the investing Mm, pot so it's available? Nice. And I think that's a really big mind shift for me. Interesting. Uh, And it also is a bit of a sock in the arm for my investing self who was feeling a bit ashamed and like mm-hmm. a little sad and I don't want to talk about, I, have I failed at this? Where it's like, no, well, you, you have just made a proactive decision, a proactive investing decision. And it wasn't about choosing which stock should I buy or sell. It was about how do I open up my cash flow or how do I divert my cash flow from one place in my life to another to increase my investing opportunities and to keep my investing life active. You're always an investor. That's part of who you are now. Let's talk about resolutions that are reasonable and make sense for us and what we like to promote for women and our Women Take Stock listeners this year. I think it's good to have financial resolutions because they get away from the traditional resolutions, which are kind of self-loathing. Kind of very (laughs) (laughs) self-loathing. One of my financial resolutions would be to accept financial change in my life. And instead of beating myself up about it, saying like, okay, this is what's happening now. How do I manage this? How do I contend with this and move forward? And I think some of the other ones that we're going to talk about, they're not about making you feel bad about not having done it already. It's fine to be starting now. It's fine that if your financial resolutions for 2022 are the first time you're making financial resolutions at all, or the first time you're getting into the stock market, or the first time you're looking at your finances, that's all fine. Right. It's not about changing you because you've done it all wrong in the past. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, so I would say, I think that except financial change is fantastic. For me, a basic one is keep up with financial news and the markets. I'm just making a resolution to never skip over those top business stories. I feel like it really gives me a sense of what's going on. And of course, now there's lots of great coverage with really entertaining writers um, who are very knowledgeable writing about, for example, look at this sector right now or look at this stock. And you can even sort of program it to come to you instead of you having to go to it, right? Have a newsletter come into your inbox every day. And of course, the onus is on you to open the (laughs) newsletter at that point, but there's something a tiny bit easier than having to log into your New York Times account and then go directly to the business section. You could do both, but it's good to know there's options out there to like really get it in your face and you can be active in that um, education piece. Are you their newsletter editor? Are you trying to sell me on that service? Uh, No, no, no. (laughs) I don't write the Robin Hood newsletter. (laughs) That's pretty and smart. (laughs) That is a good newsletter. Um, I think that also that keeping up with that kind of news, it's something I can do every day, which is 
my second resolution, which is little and often. Mm, Yes, yes. So often when it comes to anything financial, whether it's evaluating my investments or looking at my retirement accounts or doing my taxes, I end up just putting it off and putting it off. And sometimes I'm even surprised when I sit down and do it. It's like, oh, in my mind, that was going to take 500 hours and I did it in three. I think my second resolution is going to be work with what you've got. Working with what you've got. It goes straight to that idea of, are you legitimate as an investor? Mm -hmm. Does it matter? Can you be an investor if you only have X amount of dollars to put in? I think all of our resolutions are kind of connected. It's like a little network of resolutions that all have to do with believing you are an investor. So even if you have no money in the market in one particular moment in time versus a little bit of money versus the most money you've ever had in the market and you're doing fantastically. It's when, it's not just when you're winning and when you're gaining that you're an investor. So having that mindset that you're always an investor uh, is maybe our overarching resolution. Absolutely. And that brings me to my final resolution, which is staying on track. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways we are excited to stay on track is with Women Take Stock and kicking off season two. Uh, It comes full circle, Dana. (laughs) It does, it does. So one of our personal resolutions then is to keep on keeping on with our podcast and keep on connecting with our listeners and creating episodes and talking about women investing. Yes, and hearing your stories and learning throughout that entire process. I can't wait to bring on some of our listeners and talk about their investing journeys and also bring on some of our listeners who have questions and just talk about how we get from point A to point B in our financial journeys. So we've talked about resolutions and we want to hear yours. So be sure and share those with us on the site or on social media. But that brings us to the next point of business, which is we are going to have an upcoming episode that is all about you, our listeners. When we kicked off season one, we hoped we would get listeners. And what we found was there's a landslide of people, uh, not just listening, but also sharing their stories with us, either emailing or through social media. And it was so great to hear some of those individual stories. And we want to hear more because of this listener special we're doing, where we're going to highlight some of them. Yep. And no matter whether you're in your 20s or you're in your 60s, or you're in the UK or the US or France or India, which we've had many listeners write to us from all these different age groups and all these different locations, we want to hear from you and we want to share your stories uh, with the rest of our listeners and inspire them as well. So reach out to us through email, social media, And uh, let's keep that conversation going. Yeah. So tune in for our next episode. We're really looking forward to it and looking forward to a great 2022 with Women Take Stock. Signing off, this is JJ. And Dana. And we'll see you next time. See you next time.